So welcome to Make Up Your Life with me, Devon Testagrosa is your host and with a very special guest, Shay Bailey. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for your time. We appreciate it. So a little bit about Shay. Uh, she, you started as a freelance artist, right? While going to school. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and did you go to school for what? Business? For... You know, I'm just curious. No, I'm just curious because no one's degree ever lines up with what they end up doing. It never does. So I went to school for communications and um, with a minor in advertising with the whole um, thought process that I would work in the sports industry and work on marketing and ad campaigns for um, for professional sports teams. And clearly that so your hypothesis is correct (laughs) (laughs) all right great I had a feeling um so you started out thinking that you would just do makeup once you graduated right uh maybe a little bit under when you're you know finishing your undergrad and then basically what happened is it stuck and you decided never go in never to go into Sports. Yeah, never to go into like that communications and so here's the thing it's it's interesting I um, was so A-type my whole uh, career, like my whole, um, I shouldn't say career, but while I was a student and, you know, I tried to check off all the boxes and and do all the things that um, I had knew to do in order to be a successful um, student during my um, high school, college years, and then um, to be able to enter the workforce. And my final semester, I, I just wanted to be free, if you will. So I was that college student that I was involved in several student activities, just all types of stuff, you know, you name it, I was on the board for it, you know, it, so I just wanted to be free that final semester. So I let go of all of my um, student activities and, and organizations that I was involved in. And um, I decided that I wanted to work at the mall. Um, that's something that I had never done. I wanted that experience. And um, working at the mall um, came by way of working with a, a company, a smaller makeup line at the time named Lachey Cosmetics. Um, I, I worked as a makeup artist on the weekends for them. And I was always an artist. So I had the um, the color theory and and the um, just the the overall understanding of, of placement. Um, but really those early years working, you know, on the weekends at the mall really helped me um, from a customer service perspective and just understanding um, the world of makeup as it exists um, off paper, you know, like as it exists when you're dealing with one-on-one. Sure. And so from there, did you end up with MAC? Because ultimately you ended up at MAC, so, right? As a regional manager. Yes. Yeah, so I um, I stayed with Lachey for a short time. Um, post-graduation, um, I that summer I started doing makeup freelance. Um, as soon as I graduated from college, met a MAC artist and that relationship sort of bloomed instantly. Um, I decided to um, try out for MAC started with Mac part-time right out of school as a 10-hour artist. Um, And within a couple of years, um, I saw my career path 
um, into leadership by way of management. So I managed several MAC locations and then went on to regional management. My last position was manager of retail sales and operations. And I was with MAC for 13 years. So essentially um, went to MAC, found a home, found people that I love, um, people that I could relate with. And I, you know, stayed there for 13 years. It was, it was a great ride. When I was a young artist, I was dying to get into Mac because they gave you great education. You could be a celebrity artist. I mean, it was a great gateway into a lifelong career. So tell me how yeah, you got Yeah, I, I can't agree with you more. You know, it's interesting because my freelance career prior to Mac, um, it, it really, you know, every job I was on, you know, whether, and, and I was doing bigger jobs, you know, out in New York and you know, people would often ask, you know, well, do you work for Mac? Have you ever worked for Mac? So as a freelance artist at the time, it was sort of one of those things, no matter what you were doing in the industry as a makeup, you, you kind of wanted that, you know, that not, if you will. So when I met um, a great friend of mine, um, she, well, we, we ended up being great friends. We were working on a freelance job together and she worked for Mac part-time. And she suggested, you know, like, hey, I know a location that's hiring, you know, it's part time, you know, I think you should go for it. And when I went for it and got that position again, I said it was it was only 10 hours a week, but it was such a I can't tell you what it felt like to work with people each and every day that uh, share values, the same values and interests as you. So really, for me, if and all of the plans that I had you know, established for myself post-college shifted in that moment. I knew that this is what I wanted to do and this is where I wanted to be. So, yeah, I, I, you know, I work with some of the most amazing makeup artists and most recognized artists um, from this area because essentially many of us, uh, most of us share that, um, that common entry point of working for MAC. Yeah. So we always tell our students and definitely any new aspiring artists, they should get some retail experience anyways. It helps condition you to know how to sell yourself because everybody gets stuck on that, right? It's really just about branding yourself and letting people know what it is that you do. But when people think about it in a way of selling, if you will, um, you know, they can be the best artists in the world and they're not going to make any money because they don't know how to uh, correctly market themselves. So we always recommend yeah. all of our students. Would you say Absolutely. the same? And, and you, um, you bring up a really um, great point with um, being able to sell yourself and be able to connect with people in the real world. Cause it's very different when you get real world clients, right? So you definitely um, develop that muscle. Another muscle you develop is being able to recommend um, products based on what real customer needs are. So, you know, yes, um, all this digital world we live in is, is phenomenal, right? You can pretty much pull up a video on anything at this point. So I think, you know, all of those learnings, everything you learn in school, this is really critical um, to set you apart as a makeup artist. The other piece is real time, recommendations, real-time question-answer support, real-time foundation matching even, you know, having customers come in 
um, and, and, and having you flex your artistry muscle to see, you know, what's the best recommendation for this customer? What's the best combination for this customer? How can I get them to, um, how can I recommend what they need? Um, and, and how can I grow in that as an artist? So I definitely recommend, um, some retail experience, even, you know, a, a couple years of it can't hurt you. Yeah. So bring us back to when you first lo- knew you loved makeup. I mean, way, way <laughs> back. Like when I remember having a caboodle and just trying it on my friends and right, I was super young. So tell us, what was that moment that you really had a love for? Makeup? Oh my gosh. So I have to credit um, one of my aunts. Um, she sold Mary Kay. And oh, known, yeah. Mary oh, my Kay. gosh. She was known for it. Everyone went to her house to get their Mary Kay. It was just, you know, it was a thing. And again, it was a rite of passage. So I could not wait for that moment for me to be able to get my Mary Kay. Like, when was I going to be old enough? When would my parents approve? So one summer I stayed with her and I had to be, you know, maybe 13 or so, you know, even though, you know, my parents were okay with me, you know, doing little things like a little lip gloss. They definitely weren't okay with, you know, a full on makeup regimen. And when I stayed with her that summer, it was that rite of passage. She took me to North Mall. She took me to the Clinique counter and she bought me my very first foundation. Um, And then I got a few lipsticks from Mary Kay from her. And that was it. That was my, I remember having that little compact in my purse forever. I wore makeup every single day um, from that point on. So um, my aunt is definitely the catalyst that made me um, believe and and, and just activated that in me. Like I knew that I was a a beauty girl, whether I was wearing it and later on discovering that I wanted to be a makeup artist, but definitely falling in love with beauty happened in that moment. Yeah. That's so exciting as a, as a young girl. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. So, okay. So then tell me now, now fast forwarding a little bit, you, we, you, you had this discovery. Did you jump right into Mac or did you try to freelance a little no, bit? No, luckily. What did you, you know, do in the intro? The stars were aligned. I jumped right into Mac. I did. So again, I freelanced on my own a little bit. Um, I, I had some instant connections with some really great photographers that were locally here um, where I was able to freelance um, a bit. Um, but for Mac, once I interviewed, um, I immediately jumped into an artistry position. And the great thing about that is, to your point earlier, you know, you you instantly get, you know, the training, support, um, all those things you would need in order to set you up for success. So, yeah, my my first um, time on the floor with Mac, I was a Mac artist. Yeah. So then when did you realize, and Mac makes it a little bit easier because the, the wages are a little easier. It's a little more consistent, but when did you realize like, okay, I can do this full time. Cause you started mm-hmm. with the 10 hours and then did you just work your way up until you were regional manager? <laughs> yeah. I, I worked my way up the entire way. So I started with the 10 hours and, and here's the thing you, you have different, um, almost different experience levels based on the locations you work in. So I started as a 10 hour at a slower location. Then, you know, 
manager at the time, you know, recommended, okay, faster pace, right? Like, so let's get you to a counter that's a little more fast paced. You know, you're, you're working with more customers, more artists, because you learn from the people around you. So in the early stages, it was about being able to touch and make more connections, whether it be um, with coworkers or with clients. And then once I had that faster or high volume experience, I already, um, you know, knew that I wanted to go into leadership opportunities. So um, once I had the high volume experience, I then went into leadership, which was, you know, your key holder management positions, floor management, that sort of deal. And then going on to manage locations solely to be the, the retail manager for the higher volume locations. So I managed the Macy's counter, you know, at Somerset for many years. I think four years I managed that counter. I managed the Mac store at Somerset. And um, at that point, I was on track to regional management. So after managing the Mac store, um, I went into... Um, a training position for regional leadership where um, I managed several locations, had several store managers reporting into me um, and just learning um, that, uh, you know, really that business side. Um, of, yeah, I was going to say, because at that point, you're out of touch with actually yeah. doing makeup. Yeah right? You're, you're really you're, on the you're business definitely side of it. Correct. Mm -hmm. You're spending way more time um, on the business and you're um, connecting with those managers and, and really um, looking at goal setting and development of their team, development of their skills. Um, so yes, that position um, helped me greatly. I, I spent some years in that position and then went on to um, the uh, manager of retail sales and operations where I manage uh, several we call them doors, locations um, on my own. And, and, and the great thing about that experience is I worked with several retailers. So um, I managed doors for Macy's, Nordstrom, and I oversaw um, the expansion into Alta, managed uh, several doors um, in Michigan and Ohio for um, Mac and Alta, and also um, still the freestanding store. So, um, you know, that yeah, that's that's amazing, and and just in a short time, right? What is yeah, it? Yeah, was thirteen, and, I, and I'll tell you, I went into the the management roles um, really quickly. Within four years, I was already working in management positions, in store management positions, and by my sixth year was when I was um, working in a more regional capacity. So yeah, very. Once you, you know, and, and it's with life, right? Like even with, yes, this happened to me with Mac, but I believe it's, it's, it's a life lesson. When you set your mind to something, when you set an end goal and you align your actions, whether it be your movements, your conversations, when you align to that end goal, it, it happens. So that's sort of what, what happened for me. I knew my end goal was that, um, that regional management position. So I started to align myself with that position to ensure that I was ready. Nice. And so that kind of money, tell me in a ballpark, because I don't think listeners or even our students really have any idea of what that looks like, right? Because you're freelancing and then you're working a couple hours for Mac and then you're in a regional position. That's yeah, money, you know, right? I really, you know, at that point um, was very comfortable, um, 
if if I, I do have a husband, um, but if I had to support myself, I was very comfortable in that. I um, had a company car, I had a company cell phone. Um, yeah, many wow. of the um, expenses or things that were, I won't say many, anything I needed to do my job was taken care of. And, um, you know, that included, you know, again, any technology, um, any supplies, um, it, it really, you know, there was never a point where I didn't feel as though um, the company wasn't one um, panty away should I felt um, that I felt was um, deserving. But there was never a point where I felt as if I was without anything I needed in order to do my job. So again, even with the car and all those things, you know, I, I was fully um, prepared for going to visit my stores and setting my calendar to make sure that I was present in stores and being at events and even travel, you know, the, the amount of training and support um, that I was given as a leader, um, you know, traveling to various uh, trainings and, and um, events was also something that was really rewarding. And, and the company made sure that, you know, they provided us with those opportunities. So do you, does that still exist, do you think, in this climate and with all the changes in retail and then, of course, COVID and, and all these, you know, all, all the things that have just happened in recent times, are positions like that still available and are they as supportive as your Well, your I'll tell saying? you this. I definitely believe that the the way that those positions are um, supported, if you will, I'm, I'm sure they've adjusted based on the new climate of COVID, I, you know, as with all sectors and all companies. I'll tell you one thing I learned um, once I stepped outside of Mac was the vast number of positions available in beauty across the board. So um, one thing I started to do um, once I left Mac was be a little more intentional about my LinkedIn activity, um, really just, you know, understanding what's out there. And there are so many opportunities um, to go into leadership positions in beauty and to be a part of the... Um, you know, the, the, the building some of these newer brands um, that are coming to market or that have come to market in the past few years. So if I have to solely speak about Mac, um, I'm not sure if, you know, the positions are available the way they used to be. If I'm speaking about beauty in general, there are probably even more positions available because you have more brands um, available right now. You have, you're seeing more growth across the enti entire sector. So as those brands grow, they are looking for um, their leadership team. They're building out, you know, whether it be management, buyers, um, all types of positions that go along with um, managing the business of beauty. That That's happening um, across the board, you're not just seeing it with companies like Mac, or you're not just seeing it with companies like the the big ones, right? Like your the the motherships, if you will, the L'Oreal's, the EOCs. You're not just seeing it there. You're seeing it with some of the niche brands right now, which is super exciting. Yeah, and I think that you know, once we get past this, and it's not like this in all areas of the country, right? I mean, in Michigan, in particular, it's been hit hard. New York, but I, not all areas of the country are completely shutting down. Um, so, tell me a few pivotal moments 
in your career where you were like, either had this lasting impression or, or something that really just maybe changed even mm-hmm. your path? Okay, that's a really great question. So a few pivotal moments. Um, I will say <clears throat> moments when I um, was recognized and, and received, you know, some sort of individual accolade. I used to sort of um, keep moving, right? Like, okay, great. Yeah, that was awesome. What's next? And I had a manager once tell me, you know, hey, you sit with the winds, right? Because, you know, you don't get that every day. So when someone's pulling you aside and they're saying great job or celebrating work that you've done, take a moment to celebrate So I'll say that was a pivotal moment for me because I was so busy, you know, in the the day-to-day work of getting things done. I didn't often take a moment to celebrate um, a win or acknowledge when something, you know, worked that I put in place. So that was definitely pivotal. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. I was going to ask, maybe if I ask you as well, like any, any big influencers or mentors, and maybe that pairs with a pivotal moment in your life. Sometimes influencers know who we, who know that um, we admire them. Sometimes mentors know that we're being mentored by them and sometimes they don't. So maybe even asking you that um, will bring out a, a point in your life where, you know, it just changed your path or, or yeah, inspired I think, your you path. You know, even with, so having really dynamic leaders manage you and that's something when you tap into that and knowing like what their strengths are and what you could take away from them each time that I had a new because I had several managers um, along my journey and one thing I started to do was to really tap into what their strengths were so when I could tap into the strengths and what they were trying to teach me and make sure that was the takeaway I had um, such a great moment. Like they were, they, you know, oh my gosh, if I could name them all. Um, it, it was it was just a time for me to really learn something about myself and be able to apply um, a strength that they had to um, either, you know, strengthen one of my opportunities or even, you know, address something that was a weakness for me. Um, those were all pivotal, pivotal moments for me. Great. Anybody in particular we might oh. know that you that was an influence okay, so, you yeah, or a I'm mentor? Michigan. So let's see. So I had my very first regional um, manager that saw uh, something in me was Catherine Farmer. Um, there, uh, she was here for oh my gosh, I forget how many years, but she was here for a good amount of time. So there could potentially be people um, that you guys. Um, have that worked with her or know of her. Um, I had another manager for a very short period of time. She was here. um, She was from the New York area and her name was Denise Zavala. And um, she really helped me like develop like a a thicker skin, if you will. Like she, she helped me um, stand firm in my decision-making and stand firm in um, my leadership style um, so that my confidence didn't waver. So that um, I definitely um, appreciate her for that. Um, I would say Denise, Catherine, and of them, uh, my very last manager, 
uh, he actually oversaw um, several individuals in my position, uh, Todd Adrian. And um, the interesting piece about uh, working for Todd, I had worked for him for the majority of my career because he he was sort of that uh, that stair step manager. Maybe at one point I didn't report in directly to him, but my manager reported into him and so forth. So when it came to reporting um, directly into him, um, that was a very pivotal moment for me because for so long I had worked um, under him in some you know shape form or fashion. So to report directly into him and admire his leadership style and just um, all the things that he brought to the table. So to work for him and have him, you know, come to Michigan, you know, tour my stores and and really um, call out some of the um, things that I was doing as a leader in a positive way, um, that also um, contributed greatly to my career. That's great. So how did you end up leaving Mac? What was that, did you start a family? Did you? It's so crazy what was because the I have three girls and I contribute, I, I used to call them all Mac babies because I had them all throughout my career. My first daughter, I was actually pregnant with her um, when I started working for Mac. So um, I had them the entire time and, and sort of juggled that work-life balance of raising like small, I have, my, my girls are my oldest is 14. My youngest is four. So um, juggling that um, throughout my entire career with Mac uh, was pretty phenomenal looking back on it. Again, in the moment, I just did what I, you know, had to do, you know, working in unison with my husband. But yes, they I had them, you know, children my entire career. Um, Mac, as many companies do, um, towards the latter part of my career, went through a corporate restructure. And as part of that restructure, um, it was time for me to move on, if you will. So um, I, I had a great run, had done uh, what I felt I could do in order to uh, move the brand forward and really uh, pour into the teams that I managed. But um, later, 2019, um, it was time for me to um, move on. So that's what I decided to do. Um, I have my company now where um, I work to support the beauty industry um, with all the skills I have. That That's sort of how my company started. I said to myself, I, I can't not um, pour these skills back into um, the community that, you know, I, I've worked with for so long. So that's sort of how that transition happened. I see. And it <laughs> seems like you picked a good time because I look know, at what happened in 2020. I know. It, and you know, you never know, right? I, you know, you, you go through moments like that in life, like talk about pivotal, right? You, a 13 year career yeah. is like a relationship. So you go through it and you think like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? And, um, you know, the universe has a way of, of, of confirming things for you. And um, the things have been amazing and in, in personally and professionally. You know, my husband and I have ventured that um, that gave me an opportunity to focus on, um, again, also having the opportunity to grow my business, having 2020 happen. Oh, my gosh. Right. Um, that was just if that wasn't yeah. confirmation enough, 
Um, you know, my hat's off to all of the um, co-workers and friends that I still have with the brand. Um, but that's something I probably wouldn't have wanted to manage. <laughs> yeah, oh for God. sure. You couldn't have planned that better. But uh, so tell me about your company okay, now. So tell us what you're doing now. Ironically, I tell people my company, Shady Beautiful, I actually started the company way back in 2016 when I was a, um, I had just started working for Mac, but I was also a freelance makeup artist. And I'll say that um, one great thing about working for Mac is they did not um, prevent artists from building um, a brand outside of Mac either. So that was something that um, I always found really, um, I, I like that about Mac because they could have easily said, oh, hey, no, you're a Mac artist. Like, you you know, you kind of got to stay here. Um, so when I started with Mac as a part-timer, I um, started Shady Beautiful as my um, MUA name. I was, you know, again, looking to be a makeup artist. And my uh, my career as, um, you know, it took off a little faster than I thought with Mac, I sort of put Shady Beautiful down and I never, you know, went back to it. When I branched out, you know, and, and said, okay, I'm going to start this company and this is what I'm going to do with it. I thought, what am I going to name it? And I said, well, you're going to go back to the name that you selected at the beginning, right? it was bigger than the beauty is is symbolizes not just you know the aesthetics of makeup but it just symbolize just symbolize the beauty of makeup it symbolizes you know being beautiful from the inside out right like being a good good human being you know good to people around you like just exuding beauty if you will so um went back to that name um and um, now, today, I, I sort of support my clients in, in three fashions. One, I support um, by way of um, back office, right? Like a lot of people, you know, they a lot of makeup artists, they, they have the skill. But when it comes to um, setting up their back office and really getting some of their um, business in order, um, that can be intimidating. So I have services where I assist you with, you know, setting up the business um, of your career in beauty. Um, in those services, I partner with great organizations. Um, one being um, Sanitation Conversation, where I encourage MUAs to ensure that they are um, trained in sanitation properly. I also partner with um, Gloss Genius, who's a booking um, online booking tool for individuals in the beauty industry. So I use um, the these relationships um, to be able to teach and 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 give makeup artists who are setting up a career in beauty um, avenues to do so. Right? I don't. I I love the organizations I work with, and I believe in what they're doing. So those are the recommendations I make. I also um, work in the branding space. So again. Um, makeup artists that are branching out on their own right now there's so many amazing artists out there right I, I won't say the market is oversaturated by any means because more and more people are falling in love with beauty and they want makeup is 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 growing as a art form and people you know wanting and demanding makeup even outside of special events so there's room for more makeup artists with that I believe that 
there's an opportunity to have a signature. Um, you know, who, who, what are you known for? You know, why do customers come to you versus hiring or booking someone else? So I help in the branding space. And then um, outside of that, I take all that I've learned um, throughout my career with Mac and I work in the sales and marketing space. So you get your back office set up, you're branded. Now, um, how do you um, sell and market yourself in a way that's effective? So that's essentially what I do um, under the Shady Beautiful umbrella. Um, I also still pick up the brush myself. Um, I um, do some editorial uh, makeup work um, every now and again. You know, you can't, I've said, oh, no, I'm not going to do makeup anymore. And then an opportunity comes along that feels right and I go for it again. Um, so um, I'm definitely still an artist by trade and by heart. Um, and outside of that, I'm also uh, the owner of a beauty app called My Beauty Kit. Um, it's an app and a brand. Um, with that, um, the app is available in the app store. It's called My Beauty Kit. And then if you go to um, the website, we have some really fun uh, beauty products. I call them beauty sidekicks, if you will, um, that go with any beauty look you're doing. Like we have makeup remover um, pads, just all sorts of makeup bags, little fun novelty stuff to um for, for any so is it a lover. retail? So, yeah, I'm it's doing a, a few a things right now, hammer. which is super exciting. Um, so yeah, I, I'm very happy um, that I'm out on my own and just you know developing new relationships and um, getting to work with um, up and coming makeup artists. One thing I do want to go back to um, in regards to Shady Beautiful. I have a program um, for makeup artists um, that are either recent graduates from beauty schools or um, if they um, have picked up the trade and they're just, you know, really looking for structure. Um, I do have a, um, a program called the Beauty Print, which is essentially the blueprint um, to managing and scaling your career in beauty. Nice. 